everyone, and welcome back to the CO2 Rundown. I'm your host, Chad Owens. Happy Wednesday, midweek, peak of the week. Uh, I missed you guys on Monday, so I, you know, I hope you guys had an amazing Christmas weekend with your loved ones. Whew, food was good. <laughs> hey, look, we've got another amazing weekend coming up, right? New Year's is right around the corner, so I hope you guys are gearing up for that. You got your New Year's resolutions and all those fun things you guys are looking forward to. But we got to finish 2022 strong. All right, we've got a couple more days. And today we've got an exciting show because I'm sitting down with my guy Steve inside. So you don't want to miss out on that. Reminder, turn in your football fever ballots today to select long drugs and give yourself a chance to win $1,000 cash prize that we give out each and every week and there's a grand prize at the end of the season a big green a kamado grill so continue to, to, to participate i know we have our weekly participants right spread that good word and let all your friends and family know hey go play the football fever there's a thousand bucks up for grabs each and every week mahalo to long's drugs let's continue to support local in making long's drugs a part of our days let's dive on in to the CO2 Rundown. Well, a huge congratulations to our UH men's basketball team for winning their first ever Diamond Head Classic Championships. They took it all, but they did it in just unbelievable fashion. Right? Game-winning shot at the end of the buzzer. Hey, Javon McClanahan, thank you. Right, thank you. That was epic. Uh, the place erupted, and that's the kind of plays. That's the type of finish that earns you Big West Players of the Week awards, and that's what Javon got. So, congratulations on that. Um, you know, this is exciting. I've watched you guys this year, right? Being some close games, right there, battle back, and we're so close, ups and downs, and hey. This is what it takes. Or this is what it takes to be extremely competitive in a, in a, in a really good conference, right? The Big West, we've got some, we've got some players. Right? We've got some good teams. But to be able to come out and have the confidence, he hit that from Steph Curry range. And that's, that's, that's what people want. Right? That's what fans want. They want that excitement. They want that game-changing play, those game-winning plays, those buzzer beaters. And uh, that's what we're looking for. And so I just want to say congratulations, Javon. Hey, I know it's not about the individual awards. I've, I've mentioned that before. But it's nice. Right? It's nice to get recognized for the work you put in, for the plays you make. Uh, because let's just be honest. Right? A lot of people watch that play. Say, wow, that's you know, lucky. Or no, I know every athlete, basketball, football, but it doesn't matter. You practice these things. You're practicing those game-changing plays, those buzzer beaters from that range. You're practicing the runners, right? The runner shots. Um, you're practicing one-handed catches you know, in football. We practice those things because they do come up in the game, right? You have your fundamentals. But a lot of times in sports, we are not in a f- fundamental position. We're off balance sometimes, and we got to make those to, to the fan, right, those spectacular game-changing plays. 
but we practice it. That's what you got to understand, people. We practice these spectacular plays. We envision it. We dream about it. And Jovan, I know that was a dream come true moment for you because I know you've been putting in the work physically, mentally, and there you have it, man. It happened. So congratulations again to you and to our UH men's basketball team for winning the Diamond Head Classic. First in program history. Let's go. Bose. Into the NFL for a couple quick stories. Number one, I didn't get to talk about it on Monday because we didn't have the show. So I'm going to talk about it today. Tua. Right? He's back in concussion protocol. And, you know, I saw the play in which he hit his head on the ground. That was in the first half. I don't know what the Miami Dolphins are doing right now with their, with their protocols or how that communication has been. But... It was evident something was wrong, right? You watch the game, and, you know, in that, in that second half, fourth quarter, you just look. All of a sudden, Tua's just off, right, with his targets. That's unlike him because he's one of the most accurate passers in the league. And so you look back, and here he is in concussion protocol, and everyone's like, wait, what? So there needs to be some resolve here. And, yeah, you have to think about Tua Tungavailoa, the person. Not the player. He's a great player. But the person, you know, the human being, outside the lines, off the field, right? The Dolphins need to really start to think about that, that guy, right? His future. And, you know, you would hate to see, you know, long-term effects from this. And I get it. I'm a former player, you know? You, play, you, 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 you try to play through things because you just want to be out there and um, you want to compete, you want to win championships, you want to get to the next contract. There's so many things that, that motivate you to push through. Um, but look, <laughs> they just need to take their time with Tua right now and make sure that everything you know, um, is under protocols and the way they're doing it and that he's 110% healthy and ready to go if he comes back this season, right? If that's allowed. I think there's a lot of people out there saying that he shouldn't play this season. He should give his head a rest. Um, but, hey, that's why they got experts. That's why I got these doctors. So, Tua, hey, just know we're praying for you, brother. Um, stay positive. You know, just, just continue to be you, right? That humble, positive, you know, um, kid from Hawaii that we love and will support through and through. This next guy, this is another amazing story. Geno Smith, quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks, went from a seven-year backup. Now he's in the Pro Bowl, right? He, he replaced Russell Wilson, who's in Denver right now, and, and they're just, you know, they're stinking it up. They, they, made it, they fired their head coach. You know, who knows what's going on there? But Geno Smith is in the Pro Bowl. Right, and so that is this amazing story of perseverance, man, and just believing, trusting the process, continuing to work, and believing that you're going to get another shot. And here he is. He was he stayed ready, so he didn't have to get ready when his number was called. And that's that's the result. So all you young athletes out there, just because you're in a current situation right now where it, it doesn't seem so bright, you're not starting doesn't matter. Continue to put in the work. Continue to grind because that grind, 
that work ethic, that habit that you build, it's, it's only going to help you either when you get the opportunity to play or to start or in life. You can never be wrong with an unbelievable work ethic and self-belief. So continue to do that. Uh, Gino, thank you for that lesson and thank you for not giving up and continuing to just push through and believe that you will get your opportunity. And here you are, a pro bowler. Who absolutely love this story, okay, that we have in today's Honolulu Star Advertiser and want you guys to go take a look and take a deeper dive. A couple prep wrestlers, right? Isabel Assumption and Jasmine Adini Win both helped Moanaloa last year capture the first state uh, championship. Isabel was a state champ. Jasmine finished as a runner-up in their respected weight classes. Um, but here's what excites me about these two young ladies. They understand what it takes. Right? They understand the mental preparation. Now, wrestling is a, there's a team aspect to it, but it's 1v1. Right? You put in the work, you put in the time consistently, right? and you get on the mat, it's you versus your opponent. Right? You're not relying on someone else to, to assist you or for them to do their job in order for you to succeed. Are you trusting your coaches um, and, and you believe in yourself and you go out there and you do it, 1v1. It takes a certain mindset to become a champion. It takes a certain mindset to understand what it takes to become a champion. And these girls are back and they're looking forward to building upon last year's success. But here's what's great about it. They're not letting that previous success get to their head. They're working even harder. Isabel says, hey, I have a notebook that I, that I write in every day, every morning, and she writes positive affirmations, right, just to give herself that positivity to start her day and to go out and accomplish her day and to win her day. That's what it takes, right, that type of mindset. And there are co-captains from one little this year looking to help, uh, you know, repeat as champions, and I'm sure, you know, when you're a champion, when you're the, when you're the top, top dog right, in whatever respected sport, you've got the target. You've got the X on your back. Everyone's coming after you. Everyone wants to knock you off and dethrone you. But these two, they don't seem to be affected by it. They understand that, hey, on a daily, I'm just going to continue to show up, put in the work, and help lead our team and be the example uh, that we need to be to help raise the level of everyone else. Um, you know, out here. So that's what I love about it. Make sure you guys take a look at the article for a deeper dive. All right, look, it's that time to dip into this interview I have with my guy, Steve Inside, a sports guru. We're talking about University of Hawaii, Rainbow Warrior football, and the expansion that's about to happen with T.C. Ching Field. Check it out. All right, my guy, Steve Inside, the sports guru. Welcome to the show. This is your 100th maybe uh, interview with me. I don't know. I don't know where we're at. <laughs> but, uh, love having you on, man, uh, especially when we get to talk about University of Hawaii Rainbow Warrior football and all things sports. How was Christmas? Well, it was, it, it, Christmas is good, and it was uh, kind of completed a pretty nice week because um, it started off with last week with UH um, completing its signing day and everything, and they, they got big time. They got what they needed. They got what they needed, and that's, that's a beautiful thing about it. And, and I, I think we talked about this before, but, you know, UH doesn't have a lot of great things there. They, and 
the beauty is, is people, recruits are, have seen the campus, they've seen the facilities, they compare it to other places, and they still want to come. So that kind of shows the pure heartedness of this recruiting class. It's like, you know, we know what the shortcomings are, but we know what the gains are, the family atmosphere, the competitiveness, hey. and they want to be there. These are guys who want to be there. And I was going to ask you, Stephen, you kind of hit it there a little bit. Yeah, we don't have the knock your socks off, the wow facilities, right? We don't have, we didn't have the best season, but what is it about the University of Hawaii football program that you think attracts these recruits that we're getting? I think a lot of it has to do with just the, the family atmosphere, the people, um, um, and parents. Parents want to send their kids away to places where they can have success and you know, you can have success at Hawaii. Eventually, they, they will be successful. And the other thing, too, is they, they, there's a place, they're sending your kids to a place where they feel they'll be safe and they'll be in a good environment and well-fed and taken care of. And the other thing, too, is you can look at other schools. You might have, like, Utah's and Utah State's and all these other places. You might have really great meeting rooms and even have barbershops in there and all kinds of stuff. But you know what the beauty is? In Hawaii, you're not indoors all the time. You might have a great meeting room and everything, but you get to go outdoors. You get to be in the sun. You get to, you know, enjoy Hawaii and things like that and, and the surf and everything. And you know what? After meetings, after school, you're, you're, in, a, you're in a you know great environment. And I think that, that kind of sells it. And so you might want to love, you know, freezing, you know, outside in Wyoming, but having a great meeting room. But <laughs> eventually you got to get out of the meeting room. Yeah, no, and that's it. I think you hit it right there on the head, Stephen. I mean, People will just fall in love with this place. And, you know, if you're thinking about your future, yeah, all these athletes, Stephen, they want to make it to the NFL. That's the end goal. They want to play professionally. And sometimes that weighs on a decision. They may feel, hey, a power five school is going to give me uh, uh, more of a shot. You know, I made it from the University of Hawaii. So I have a different perspective. I have a different view. I said, hey, the cream always rises to the top. If you're meant to be a professional football player, doesn't matter what school you go to, that may dictate the, you know, how much looks you get, even to where to the point where, hey, where you get drafted because of the competition, whatever conference you're in. But if you're meant to be there, you're going to make it. And so you got to start thinking about your future after football, even after your professional career. Hawaii is not a bad place to settle down. You go to college here, you do well, you make a name for yourself. When it's all said and done, when it's time for you to come back, you can set up shop here and, 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 and have some success. Yeah, you're right. And, and, and it kind of shows, I mean, it kind of shows with you. It kind of shows with Timmy Chang. It just shows a lot of people. People, you know, if you, you just got to figure out eventually what you want to do in life and where you want to go and where you want to be afterwards. And, you know, football is great. Football can be very lucrative and everything. But there is a short um, time period for it. Some people are fortunate um, and play great long careers. and. Other people don't, and the, the, the average in the NFL is, isn't very long. So, I mean, that's kind of why, where they set the retirement mark, too, right? Just a little bit above the average, right? So that, you know, you know maybe not everybody gets to, to get great retirement and everything. But, you know, you've got to plan what you can do afterwards. And, it, you know what? People are going to live long, long, great lives after, after football. And, you know, it's where you want to be afterwards, where you want to make your name for yourself. And you're right. Uh, yeah. It really does help if, uh, if, you want, if you want to make a name for yourself in Boise. Hey, you know, and live in Boise, <laughs> go for it. But right. you whatever, Hawaii, whatever. You know, if you want to live in Hawaii, you know, it's probably better to start planning things for the long term here. Exactly. All right. Now, hey, we talked about that. That's the attraction. That's the long term play. But let's just be honest. A lot of these guys, it's a short term play. 
They want to play football. They want to win yeah. conference championships, right? I know that's where the focus of our, you know, Coach Timmy Chang and his staff. They've done a great job over the weekend securing, I believe it was what twenty six out of the yeah, thirty. Yeah, that, that that's an amazing, you know, uh, uh, you know, number there, uh, an amazing ratio. Now you've got an article in today's Honolulu Advertiser about the the, the expansion. Right of the TC Ching, we're going from nine thousand. Is it fifteen thousand, Stephen? I think they. I think the goal is seventeen thousand. Seventeen thousand. A little little way, right? Let's let's talk about how that's gonna increase number one, the fan base, and what is that gonna do for our athletes? What is that gonna do for the program? Um, let's talk about that. Well, I think the bigger the arena, the more people you get, and I, I know you, a lot of people say, well, they're not always filling out the 9,000 seats that they have currently. It does, so that means if you go to 17, you're still only going to get whatever the 8,000 people. But no, more space, more options, better, you know, it just means that there, there are some restrictions or there used to be some restrictions because of the space limitation. In the old days, hey, some guys could just buy 12 tickets, you know, but, you know, you have to kind of limit it because you have to give everyone a fair shot to buy tickets and, and things like that. So I think that'll expand and it, it'll just be a better their atmosphere the, the, the key though is going to be what it else is going to do for the university of hawaii because um to expand you have to move uh the track team to, uh you have to create another track and that also impacts um uh where uh is going to practice and, and it also impacts the soccer team because they want to move the track up to where the uh, soccer football team pass practice it's on the grass field right next to the uh, chain complex and so that means perhaps if you you got to raise it. You got to raise it down. You got to make make it, everything flatten down and everything. And um, and uh, but there's a possibility now that you can have um, soccer matches on campus. And that's just another added thing to the, the college experience of having more things on campus. And um, so I think in the long run, I think it's going to benefit um, uh, the football team having a bigger stadium. It's going to um, perhaps maybe a little bit um, you know attract more fans and, and get more recruits and and also benefit the, the soccer team. Um, but the long-range plan, it's got to be, these are all just short-term solutions. The long-range plan is they have to build that stadium out in the low, uh, wherever low stadium, uh, low stadium now. And they've got to build that replacement. And it's not just for football. It's for everything. It's for concerts. Your pal, Bruno Mars, you know, he can't come back and play. Um, you know, where's he going to play? He can't play at Ching Field. He can't play, you know, uh, he's too big for the Blaisdell. He's got, they've got to find venues and it's not just him it's just they're just if you're going to be a big time state you you need to have big time events you need to have people things to do or else you're just living on a rock yeah and we are a big time state it's hawaii yeah you know it's one of the most visited places in the world and we've got to have different attractions different reasons for people to come yes um so with this rebuild of tc ching with this expansion with this you know all this this it's a big investment as well right this has definitely got to be pushing, you know, the Aloha Stadium to get that project started because the longer that takes and the more we start to expand and, hey, we may realize and say, hey, this is a better venue for us. We're just going to outfit T.C. Ching to an actual 20-something thousand, you know, seat stadium. We're going to turn it into a stadium. You know, that's, you know, probably unlikely. But, you know, the Aloha Stadium rebuild, it's it's – taken way too long you know and i know they've gotten back the green light to get that started mm-hmm. and they're talking about what 20 it'll be ready for 20 what was it 2027 what is it saying steven right 
And, and initially, they're looking at 25,000 seats. And that's one of those things you have to project. You know, um, H3 took about 30 years to build. And it, it just, uh, hold on. H, H3 took about like 30, uh, 30, 30 years to build. And, and, and um, it was just, um, it, it, it didn't envision what things are going to look like, you know, in five years. When you build it, H3 is a beautiful place, but it also needs to be, um, three lanes each way. It doesn't need to be um, um, two lanes each way. And because you have to figure um, populations grow, things expand, and, and you just need bigger things. I mean, that's why yeah, you plan are, for the future. Okay. Right. And, you know, people can hate the rail, but hey, if you ever sat in traffic heading westbound at even three o'clock, it's horrendous. So you need a rail. You need to get things flowing all over the islands. And um, uh, I would prefer the rail system where it goes all over the islands, but you need something to alleviate the traffic heading on uh, the west side the west side and i think that's the thing with the stadium you're projecting now like okay this is looking forward this is what we can build this is space it's twenty five thousand. that's not how it's going to be in um you know five years or five or ten years down the road you're going to need a bigger stadium it's just you just need to and, and, and what's your ideal stadium steven what's your ideal stadium what do you think they should shoot for i think they should go for 40 i know they say 30 35 is what the thing but i think 40 you know you need you always need bigger than smaller, you know, you rather like if you're going to get married, you want to have a chance to expand a lot of people than telling, you know, cousin, hey, sorry, you can't come. Right. Bigger is always better. You can always make bigger, smaller. You can always get the big diamond. Get the big diamond. Think big. Yeah. Think big. Right. Why not? And that's the thing about this. You got to think big, you know, and um I know that they're saying, okay, they want to put some housing uh, low. I'm not sure if it's low income or affordable housing projects on that site. I'm not really sure if there's going to be enough for that and parking. But if you're going to do that, why limit it only that site? Put it all over the island. There, you know, there are other places you can keep building. Why just limit everything to just that one site and that one project? You can have you can have housing there. You can have housing all over the place too. But if that's the goal, if you want more affordable housing, just don't just build there. Let's see some stuff being built already. Not just put everything into that one project out there. I agree. I agree. Well, you know, I know this is an exciting time for you know all of UH Sports, but every college program, the football team, it's it's they're in the steering wheel, right? They're in the driver's seat. Sorry, they're steering that, that, that machine. You know, so our football team has to sort of get to the point where they're they're creating that impact, right? Uh, and I know there's talk about, hey, you know, are we going to still be in the Mountain West? And there's so much change going on in in college football. Teams going out of, you know, going to different conferences. And there's a lot of shuffling going on, you know. Whereas the unique thing about the University of Hawaii, you know, our football team's in the Mountain West. But all the other sports, it's the Big West, right? And we've got national champions in our volleyball teams. We've got conference champions in our basketball, you know, women's volleyball. Like, we have programs that are, excelling but i don't know is 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 right now is the the football program holding back the success of the entire sports program compared you know compared to other other programs you know and and i i think that's more of a reason why we need to get these stadiums built we need to get back to where the entire system right i'm talking about the college our college program system is is a D1 qualified system. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think so. And, and, and I know a lot of people say, well, hey, why not just go down to D2 or 
or one double A or something like that. And, and it, okay, you know what? You do that, you still have the same bills. You still have the same, um, you have to pay, but you're only bringing in one double A programs. And this affects your, uh, your pay-per-view. I mean, and, and pay-per-view pays for a lot. I mean, it's almost about 3 million a year. And uh, whatever you want to say about it it, it, it provides money, steady income for the University of Hawaii. And um, people are buying or bidding on uh, the TV contract um, not for, unfortunately, not for swimming or other sports and everything. They're bidding on it for football. And then and part of the, you know, offshoot of it is that, you know, they'll, they'll take care of the other sports. But the main thing has been, and it always has been, it's football. That's what people are, uh, that's what TV contract is based on. And there are a lot of people who want to bid on it separately, or they want to just bid on football and then have other sports being picked up by other, um, um, you know, other, other networks or everything. But they're saying, no. Football's got to be part of the thing, and, and, and but football wants the other sports included in there. And so uh, I believe football is the only, you know, as tough as the program's been in, you know, at least winning or, or how, uh, the past few years, it makes money. It's one of the few, I think it might be, the, the, the maybe men's volleyball, the only programs that make money for the University of Hawaii. Or, or, so, I mean, that's just one of those things that, you know, you've got, if that's the moneymaker, if that's what's helping support some other programs, that's the one you've got to invest your money into. Yeah, I agree. And and you look, if you think about it, right, every school, every college goes through its waves, you know, I mean, yeah, you got the top tier teams, you know, the Alabamas and the Ohio States of Georgia's, they're going to be pretty consistent at remaining in that high top five and the top 25, like year in, year out, because they're getting those recruits, because they're always in the national championship playoffs and all this stuff. But for us, and you know, a lot of the lower tier D1 teams, hey, you go through change. You go through rebuilds. Uh, that's just the way it is because coaches, there's so much change in coaching. And when there's change in coaching, you're going to have a change in recruiting. You're going to have a change in offenses and defensive you know, schemes. And so the consistency is not there, right? So, you know, I think with Timmy, the great thing about with Coach Timmy and the staff, hey, Timmy's young. He's a he's a guy that could be there for years to come, right? I'm hey, then we want him to be hey that that long-standing coach. He can be that, you know, uh, you know that legendary coach. You know, you can imagine the stories of hey, Timmy Chan came in, you know, it was a rough start, but look at what he's done over the course of twenty some years, and you know, whatever the case may be, you know. So there's these coaches that have that historic link with their programs, and that creates consistency. And you know, I see that. You know, and I think we just got to continue as a fan base, as a community. Uh, we just got to continue to back that, believe in that, uh, you know, and support our, our, our Rainbow Warrior football team. Because I do see success, you know, and I see it coming. You know, the, the recruits that they've got this, this, you know, last weekend, I think it's going to be a huge, huge uh, asset to the team. It's going to make big improvements. I love the direction where our offense is going. We're going to have an identity. And I believe it's going to be the run and shoot and or majority of that. So we're going to have that identity. So I'm looking forward to seeing spring. I'm looking forward to these guys having a year under their belt. Now they know what they've got. They're going to build. And it's going to be an exciting, exciting 2023 season. That's what I'm, that's what I'm foreseeing, Stephen. Well, and you'll be out there because February 6th, uh, spring ball starts. So spring's coming a little bit earlier this year because the, uh, Stadium won't be available um, because of the reconstruction later in the spring. So uh, Hawaii will be out there pretty early, and uh, hopefully they can start uh, putting in what they need to put in. 
Yeah, when are they starting the construction, Stephen? Uh, I think um, I'm next. Uh, well, they're starting um, some of the project um, next week, but um, the the big parts where it's going to really affect um, um, Chingfield, it's it's probably going to be in April, May. So um, that's why they have to move everything up because they can't have the normal spring practice ending in April. They they need to move it up earlier because just won't the field won't be available. And because the grass field where they also practice is where they're going to put the track in the in the new soccer field. That also will be unavailable. So the only place they can practice is Ching Field, and they'll be only for a few months in uh, early January. Okay, hey, early, hey. 20, early 2023. Hey, slight obstacles, you know, slight changes, but that's that's the game of football, right? There's sudden change. There's things that are that you can't control, right? So the things that they can control right now into the spring, hey, hitting that weight room, getting stronger, getting better condition, getting faster, and becoming more competitive. And, you know, the returning guys, the guys that are coming back, right, they can take all of what they learned last year, the experience. Now they have the experience in this system, in this offense, in this defense. And now they know, they, they know what they're working towards, right? They have a goal. They have a, 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 um, they have a bar that they've set. Hey, this is where we finished. We want to finish here. So now they've got some, some tangible, like, things that they can go after, right? And that's, that's why this is exciting, Steve. It's, it's, I always loved you know, going into the off season, whether it was a winning season, made the playoffs, won the championship, didn't personally did well, didn't do so well. Regardless of that, you're always looking back at those numbers and that's the push for your off season to do better and to be better. And that's players, coaches, and everyone involved. And that's the great thing about football is that you can always look back and it fuels you for, for, for that off season to, to improve. Sounds great. And by the way, if you still need your football fix in the spring, hey, the XFL is coming and June Jones is calling the plays in, in Seattle. Oh man, I don't know, Stephen. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm that's something now. when you when you've got when you've got June and the Rock together, hey, that's gonna be entertainment. Wow, I can't wait for that. But yeah, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't spoken to Coach Jones in in a little while. Thanks for the reminder. I'm gonna shoot him a message today, wishing yeah. him, you know, happy holidays. But no, my, my playing days are done, Stephen. And know, I know um, you're in the bodybuilding, but, you know, every now and then, have a hamburger. Eat a hamburger. Hey, trust me, I've been enjoying the holidays, man. I've been enjoying the holidays. Don't get me wrong. I haven't been <laughs> passing up on, on, on everything. I've been, I've, been, I've been picking here and there. So, But you got to pick your spots and <laughs> pick them wisely. But, hey, look, man, um, always a pleasure having you on. Uh, you know, we're going to continue to have this conversation because as things unfold here, as we get more recruits, as we get more guys, as we get closer to the spring ball, we got to update the people. We got to get the, the guru on to, to talk about these things. All right. It's been great having you. And then, by the way, have a great uh, New Year. Hey, have an amazing New Year, Stephen. I'll see you in 2023. <laughs> All right. Great. Aloha. And eat a hamburger. Eat a hamburger every now and then. I'll have, I'll have one this weekend. I'll celebrate. And I'll, and I'll okay. show it to you. I'll take a photo. I'll send it to you. <laughs> okay. Take care. All right. Thanks, Steve. And that is it for today's show. I want to thank you all so much for tuning in on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon. I will see you all come Aloha Friday, but I'm going to give you one last reminder. Turn in your football fever ballots today to select long drugs and give yourself a chance to win $1,000 cash. Mahalo to Long Drugs again for all of your support. Let's continue to support local and making Long Drugs a part of our days.
I'll see you guys come Friday. Aloha. Thank you.